things get a little bit grim. But this is especially heinous. Did you tell the police that she was murdered, May? Nope. Witchy ghost stuff. Ah! Don't make me scared. A spooky girl amateur hour. I don't know if I have good taste in sunglasses, but I have uh, an eye for cheap sunglasses. There That's you what I go. Like. Ian likes your taste in sunglasses. Oh, thanks. I uh, definitely guarantee that I paid less than $5 for those. Love that. As um, you should for sunglasses. They're, I feel like sunglasses are like disposable sandwich they baggies. They should be. Yeah. For sure. And But I had to stop and get new sunglasses because it was bright AF when I was driving to Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. And I had to stop at Meijer and get sunglasses thinking $10 tops. No! Those 20. bitches are twenty dollars there, twenty Yikes. to thirty, and I, I was like, "Okay, this is not like a quick decision now." No. Now I feel like I have to make an actual, like, a healthy executive decision, right, on what to drop twenty dollars on. Uh, exhausting. I hate that for you. Yeah. Ian, however, has had two pairs of the same Oakleys our entire relationship. So, like, I've had the discussion with myself, like, are we going to be more careful with our sunglasses if they cost us $200? No. The answer is no. 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 They will still end up at the bottom of a murky-ass lake yep. while I'm drunk on a tube. Mm-hmm. So, best to just pay $5 They will them. 100% just be in the bottom of my bag, getting all scratched to hell. Oh, yeah. If, if one of my glasses uh, lenses isn't popping out regularly then then it's (laughs) they're not really mine they have not been broken in yet it's really bad but i'm like this with my regular glasses too i have like six pairs of regular glasses Mm. and i buy them online and um i pay like 50 bucks for my glasses which it's still 50 bucks, but my prescription is so bad that at the eye doctor, my glasses cost upwards of like $250. Yeah. You have to have like the specialized so one eye isn't yeah. huge. And yeah, it's so fun. Been there. All right. Well, I'm really glad that Happy decided to leave that beanbag alone. I was going to have to get up. <laughs> I think it's okay for now. And shoe him. I don't know. Josephine has like a crazy crackhead has- look in her eyes. <laughs> Drugs. <laughs> Drugs. Drugs. <laughs> She what are you like looking Hold on, I'm gonna take a picture. We'll post it to the Instagram. Jesus Christ! Why God. are we so alarmed? She's like, where'd that light go? <laughs> she looks like one of those marsupials. Do you know what I'm talking about? An eye, eye. Yeah, yeah. Those with just eyes. Yeah, eyes in the Apple- darkness. Apple- <laughs> Eyes in the darkness. Eyes in the darkness. That That's should have been the name like. of our podcast. Oh. But instead, it's a little bit grim. It's okay. Uh, Mrs. Dan commented on a post today, and mm. she, <laughs> I was responding with, like, about the Nexium call, and she just goes, yikes and yuck. And I went, that's a that's a name of a podcast right there. Yikes and yuck. Yikes and yuck. Yikes and yuck. We should rename the grab bag. Yeah. Yikes and yuck. Yeah, I like it. I like it too. Um, speaking of podcasts, you made it to the A Little Bit Grim Corner. You found us. Congratulations. Thank you for coming. We're happy to have you. Oh, did I tell you? Okay, so you said something the other day about wanting to rename the Grim, Grim Gang. Oh, yes. Gremlins. Gremlins? <laughs> That's so cute. <laughs> oh my god, tell tell us how you feel about that. Do you like being a gremlin or no? Yeah. Uh it was brought to my attention by Alyssa. Uh she is this really cool chick that we know. Um, Love her so big. And she she messaged me and she was like, um one somebody posted in or no, I called you a gremlin, Jenny. <laughs> When you were, like, mixing your drinks, I was like, you look like a gremlin. Oh, my God. <laughs> and Alyssa was like, but why don't you call your, like, the, the people. The gremlins. The gremlins. And I thought that was really cute. So let us know what you think about gremlins. Well, at this point, I'm so sold on it. <laughs> your opinion no longer matters. You're just a gremlin now. Yeah. I hope you love it. Because <laughs> that's what we're here for. Yeah. Um, speaking of, today is a new cycle. It is. And it's probably, like, what? Are we at a milestone? We never plan ahead. We don't it's know. It's episode this- 67. Ooh, fancy 67. Oh, no. <laughs> Sorry, it's, it's over a- your. <laughs> Is it me now? No, it's my it's over uh, your head. Got it. 
Sorry, Josephine. Here, poor baby. She's gonna be such a. She's chasing Baz. The reflection on my phone, but I have to have my phone to be able to read you my paranormal story. Start of a new cycle. Happy episode sixty-seven. We made it. Oh, we should have. Uh, I mean, we couldn't have planned it, but 66 would have been a good paranormal episode. Ooh, it would have. But yeah, welcome to episode 67. We're almost to 70, which is very close to 100. Wow. If you round <laughs> up, we're at 100 episodes already. <laughs> if you just keep rounding up. Just like keep going higher and higher. <laughs> we basically have been doing this for 10,000 episodes. <laughs> We've basically hit our five-year mar- milestone already. You're all, thank you so much for your support <laughs> for our 5,000 episodes. Why are we like that? I don't, <laughs> anyway. I you, have um, a fun, oh, sh- 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 snap. What? Who goes first? You do. I do? Yeah, because you made me go first twice. Yes, because I to went To make first. up for whatever happened. It's the folklore episode. I, it gets us every single time. I do know that you are first. <gasps> okay. Oh my gosh. Are we doing this right now? Let's just, let's dive in. Ooh, I'm head, so excited. first. Do I'm, I know what you're doing? You don't know <gasps> what I'm doing. Okay. So I am <clears throat> covering the Witch of Yazoo. Oh. As told by Willie Morris, who's an author. Okay. Um, who has written a number of wonderful early American books. Okay. Um, but this is a true story about a woman who lived in Yazoo City. All right. And um, I'm gonna tell you the story of her first and then we'll get we'll get into it. So this All is right. like a snippet as told by Willie Morris, who is, oh, I can't say it enough, a wonderful author. And you can visit his grave very near another important grave that we will go over. Okay. So let me set the scene. Please, I wish you would. Many years ago, there was a mean and ugly woman who lived alone in carefully guarded seclusion near the banks of the Yazoo River. Nobody knew anything about her, but they loathed her nonetheless. They hated her so much that they didn't even give her a name. It was rumored that on stormy nights, she would lure fishermen into her house, poison them with arsenic, and bury them on a densely wooded hill nearby. Mm. This was her hobby, which I love. (laughs) And although many people suspected her of these evil diversions, no one was able to prove anything. Then one late afternoon in 1884, a boy named Joe Bob Duggett was passing by her house on a raft when he heard a terrible, ungodly moan from one of the rooms. He tied his raft to a cypress branch, ran to the house, and looked through a window. What he saw chilled his blood and bones. Two men were stretched out on the floor of the parlor, and an old woman wearing a black dress caked with filth and cockleburrs had turned her face up to the ceiling and was singing a dreadful incantation, waving her arms in demented circles all the while. Joe Bob Duggett raced to his raft, floated into town, and told the sheriff and his men what he had seen. They got a horse and buggy and sped to the old woman's house, and they smashed on the front door but were unable to find either the dead men, who to this day have never been found, or the demented old woman. They climbed the stairs to the attic, opened the door an inch or two, and caught sight of several dozen half-starved cats, oh. all bunched together and gyrating in wild insanity. Uh, no. <laughs> no, 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 I like it. <laughs> I also don't like it. Okay. Um, two skeletons, which were never identified by the sheriff's office, dangled from a dusty rafter. And this is right after the two men, so the, the skeletons can't be these two guys. They that could not have just... Dis- like decomposed that quickly. I see. Okay. Fish bones littered the floor and the smell was unusually pungent. Gross. The sheriff, his deputies, and Joe Bob stood there transfixed, finally banging the door shut when eight or ten of the cats tried to get out. Then from the backyard, they heard the sound of footsteps and the fallen pecan leaves and from an upstairs window, they saw the old woman sneaking away into the swamps which abounded along the river. Stop in the name of the law, the sheriff shouted, but the old woman, who was Joe Bob Duckett would later tell his grandchildren, looked half ghost, half scarecrow, but all witch, took off into the swamps at a maniacal gallop. 
They followed in hot pursuit, and a few minutes later, they came upon a site that Joe Bob remembered so well he would describe it again for the thousandth time on his deathbed in the King's Daughter Hospital in 1942. The old woman had been trapped in a patch of quicksand, and they caught up with her just seconds before her ghastly, pockmarked head was about to go under. But she had the time to shout these words at her pursuers. I shall return. Everybody hated me here, and I will break out of my grave and burn down the town on the morning of May 25th, exactly 20 years from my death in 1904. Then, as Joe Bob described it later, with a gurgle and a wretch, the woman sank from sight just to her desserts. How very hocus pocus of her. It is so hocus pocus. <laughs> it is. And what is crazier, this is a true story. That's insanity to me. Okay. A historical recount. With the, age, with the aid of pitchforks and long cypress limbs, the authorities were able to retrieve her body. The next day, with the wind and rain sweeping down from the hills, they buried her in the center of the town cemetery in a cluster of trees and bushes. And around her grave, they put the heaviest chain they could make, some 30 strong and solid links. If she can break through that and burn down Yuzu, the sheriff said, more in fun than seriously, she deserves to burn it down. The years went I like by. Him. That's that's some shit I'd say. I, that's <laughs> if a, you can get out, or you deserve what you on, can do. Honestly, if you work that hard for your revenge, you, you deserve can have it. it. The years went by, and the long Mississippi seasons came and went, and the town forgot the old woman until the morning of May twenty fifth, nineteen oh four. Shut up. Some twenty years later, Miss Pauline Wise was planning her wedding. As she entered her parlor to show her visitors some gifts, she discovered a small blaze. Suddenly, a strong wind, unusual for that time of year, spread the fire to adjoining homes. From Main Street, the fire spread to all intersecting streets and soon reached the residential section. The roar of the ever-increasing flames, the confusion of terrorized thousands, and the hoarse shouts of the firefighters and the sounds of crashing walls made a scene of awesome horror that remained a fixed picture in the memory of eyewitnesses as long as their lives lasted. Many fine homes were destroyed in every bank, every doctor's, lawyer's, and dentist's office, every hotel, boarding house, meat market, and bakery, the newspaper, printing office, every church, telegraph, club room, lodge room, telephones, express office, the depot, post office, every furniture store, hardware store, and all but one stable. All but one drugstore, every barber shop, every tailor shop, every undertaking establishment, and in fact, nearly every single business burnt to the ground. Oh my God. The next day, after the murderous flames had consumed themselves, several elder citizens of the town made a journey to the grave in the middle of the cemetery. What they discovered would be passed along to many friends and many years later, and as boys would go and see it for themselves, no repairs were ever made. As a reminder to future generations, as if by some supernatural strength, the chain around the grave had been broken into. Uh, <laughs> no. Um, that's from Good Old Boy, one of uh, Willie Morris's books. Um, the witch, which be her name was never passed down in all of the town's historical records that contained her name, because she did have a name. She was a real woman. Uh, were burnt in the flame. Did she have a headstone? She did have a headstone, but it did not bear her name. They would only write the Witch of Yuzu. And when they went, I didn't put this in here, but when they went to go look at the chains that had broken, which I do have a picture of, <gasps> her headstone was cleaved in two. That is, um, I don't know if it's an old wives' tale, but it was something I was told as a child. Like when your headstone is broken into two, it means you're a witch. Really? And if a tree falls on it, you're a witch. Um, I think that's it. That's fucking cool. Yeah. Um, my stepdad told me that when I was like younger. Really? And he was Steven? He's, yeah, he's very superstitious. I love that for him. Very superstitious. <laughs> um, <laughs> jokes on him. He married a witch. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Sorry about you. <laughs> Sorry, Steven. She, that, my mother hid it from him. Did she? Until after they were married, yeah. Oh, until after they were yeah, married. Yeah, she was like, I'm hitched. I'm a witch, bitch. And he <laughs> was like, no, witch. Oh, yes, and I am. she was like, okay. Yes, okay. I sage in the name of the Lord. 
God bless the sage and mugwort. Yes. <laughs> the witch, this witch, who exacted her revenge exactly as she proclaimed with her dying breath, uh, but did she permanently scar the community and surrounding area? Sounds like it. I mean, kind of seems plausible at this point. Uh, just downstream and across the bank of the Yuzu River, which she lived on, sits the Yuzu River Bridge. Located in Sedardia, a small community with less than 100 residents, it has a grocery store and a cotton processing uh, gin, and that's pretty much all there is. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh, that and an interesting past, which still raises questions to this day. Hmm. Throughout the years, its waterfront location had both positive and negative effects on the small town. In the early 1800s, Tardia was able to reap the benefits of being near the Yuzu River as it was a busy shipping point, sending cotton to New Orleans. During the Civil War, the town's location meant that it would see a lot of violence, and there are over two dozen sunken ships from the war in the Yuzu River. In 1976, the vertical lift bridge, which spanned the Yuzu River, was built in Satardia. The bridge may not look like much. In fact, it has gained, I love this fact. This is a genuine fun fact. It has gained notoriety um, by being, quote unquote, the ugliest bridge in the country. What? Yes. <laughs> and it where really is. It's an ugly ass bridge. Where is Izu? Did I miss that? It's in uh, Mississippi. Oh, okay, cool. It's uh, like a... Oh my gosh, you're testing my like river geographical knowledge. Geometry. My your <laughs> my geometry. geometry is struggling. It's um it's okay. Mississippi's Yeah, it's one of the feeders into the Mississippi River. Oh, the Yuzu okay. River. Excellent. So, um it's even though it's like ugly as all hell, uh-huh. it's a pretty significant bridge because it's one of only three vertical lift bridges in the state. Aside from being a marvel of engineering, the bridge has become known for something else. The site of some pretty strange occurrences. Hmm. In 2003, the paranormal investigative team, Unexplained, visited the bridge to do some supernatural research. Upon arrival, the team's equipment immediately began to malfunction and their EMF detector peaked over and over and over again. No. Mm. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> okay. um, I, if I was smarter, I would have been able to, like, download the EVPs and then, like, have them inserted. I can try. In, well, I, no, you can try to insert them. I can't figure out how to download the file. If you can tell me what website they're on. I will do that. I can. I can try. No promises. If I'm able to do that, I will do. I will insert the, sort of those here, or maybe later here. Here. Okay. okay. If we can find them, we'll insert them here. If not, please enjoy this elevator music. Continue. <laughs> I hope you I'll enjoyed your creepy dang. elevator. I'll in- do my dang best. Okay. <laughs> we will try so hard. Um. Later, two members of the team spotted flickering red lights mysteriously floating over the river, and another team member claimed to see something strange, stating that, I saw mist. It was rather upright. It wasn't like a wide, broad area of Mr. Fog. Uh, mist or fog. Mr. Fog. <laughs> Mr. Fog. <laughs> Mr. and Mrs. Fog. I did. Mr. <laughs> Mr. and Mrs. Fog out for a nightly stroll. <laughs> I literally thought I Mr. Fog. <laughs> I knew I needed to enunciate that I appreciate further. That. Okay. Um, it went across the path we came up, moving right to left, and then went back into the corn. The team actually went back a few weeks later after their first investigation. No way. I swear. Because they were like, we didn't get everything that we wanted to get. They said that like the feeling was so unsettling and eerie. And here we are back to ley lines and like activity like this is. I don't want like compounded upon by running water. Can you please cover ley lines? Yes. I don't know enough about them to feel comfortable like covering it and telling you somebody who does know a lot about them. Tell me if it's going to be folklore or paranormal. I would do folklore. Okay. But I don't know enough about them to really speak intelligently about it. Here, I'm going to prophesize. I will cover ley lines 
in our folklore episode. Okay. That's coming out in two weeks. Okay. Okay. Cool. cool. Um, okay. So they went back a few weeks later and again, their equipment malfunctioned and one of their pieces of equipment, an EMF detector, malfunctioned so hard that it was irreparably <gasps> damaged and they had to replace the entire, like it would not, it like cracked a screen and like the, the thingy. That goes mm-hmm. up and down. Like the, the, it's not a speedometer, but. No, but like the like speedometer. The, the, <laughs> the speedometer broke. <laughs> We're unintelligent. I, <laughs> listen, we went to college, just not for this. I don't have my degree in speedometers. Speed, speedometry. <laughs> Jesus. Okay. Um, the team also captured, um photos and videos of orbs oh, which no. i'm assuming if you're listening to this you know that like orbs are the first photographic evidence of paranormal activity mm-hmm. but what made this so interesting was that all of the orbs that they captured drastically varied in size shape color intensity and it was unlike anything they had ever seen before some attribute the haunting of the bridge uh, in the river to the Yazoo tribe who originally inhabited the area. According to legend, members of the tribe marched into the river directly to their deaths after being defeated by the French. Others believe that former crew members of the boat sunk into the Yazoo River and they are behind the paranormal activity. You said that there are two boats that are sunken in the river, right? More than that. Oh, okay. Like, tens of 20s really yeah because it was a a tributary that's that's the word uh-huh. <laughs> you're like a river branch a river branch a a, a fork a spike a spike <laughs> yeah tributary uh, got it, it, got it's it. a tributary to the mississippi river which they use for shipping and during the civil war oh. how the troops traveled up and down and so there were t- lots. There's like lots and lots, probably like 20 to 40 ships at the bottom of the river. Gross. Yeah. Super. It's icky. It's icky. Um, however, legend has it that the Witch of Yuzu blighted the land for the last 100 years and maybe for 100 more. Oh, snap. And that is the story of the Witch of Yuzu. And I have, because I know you're going to love this, the original newspaper article. <gasps> <laughs> so of 20 years to the day when they published it of her death in the day that the city burnt to the ground and oh we gosh. will post that on the instagram Yay. a little bit grim go follow it oh my gosh wow <laughs> is that fun that's so fun i hate to say that it's like a fun ghost story but it's it is i i think they're so fun when you can have bits of history in them because there's so many paranormals that are just like this house is haunted and i don't have any way to prove that right but with but like it's spooky to stay here yeah and but when an entire town is a part of it it, in the legend more credence yeah it's in a book yeah oh that's so fun (laughs) i thought you would like it i like it a lot I'm Aaron, and I'll believe just about anything you tell me. And I'm Megan, and I won't believe a damn thing you say, unless maybe it's a Sasquatch. So my theory is so simple, Sasquatch. Because I don't believe in ghosts. However, a Sasquatch 100% is on the table. Join us while we read listener stories of spooky things that happened, or so they say. And when he opened them, the woman was still standing in the doorway. They're supposed to go away when you open yes, your eyes. Yes, you close your eyes and then you open and then they're gone. Whether you're a skeptic or a believer will at least make you laugh. So tell us your stories and one of us is sure to believe. And most likely, we'll both mispronounce your word. Karen Goo, here's a word, here's a word. <laughs> oh no, oh is no. This a typo? We can is this a never, word I've never heard of. Get before. away with it. Never, I know, I really thought, I hadn't read this in a while. H A R A N G U uh, E. Heron goo. I'm gonna need to see it. Oh my gosh. <laughs> We're learning so many words. <laughs> I 
Okay, so I have a this this paranormal has been on my list to do since the beginning. The beginning of our time together. <laughs> the beginning of all time. April 5, 2020 episodes ago. <laughs> I wanted to do this. I'm not responsible for any harm that comes to you for listening to this episode. Bitch, what? PMT, <laughs> copyrighted. Hold do on. what you need to do. We are not responsible. We do not take any darkness anything i did not claim any negative energy yes. from this podcast episode 100 <laughs> percent. okay but what about me um i love you a lot and I that sounds like, that sounds that like a, are you breaking up with me nothing happens to you <laughs> i love you a lot but it's a no for me but it's not for me are you breaking up with me <laughs> that's how all my breakups start i, I love, love you a lot but <laughs> But I don't. But but actually, I don't love you at all. Oh my gosh. Okay. Um, I'm covering Robert the doll. No. <laughs> oh my god. Check your brakes. Check your shit. Check your shit. Okay. So, um, it's a good one. It's a good I one. know it is. Oh, right. it's gonna give me the heaves. I hate dolls. I also do not love dolls. I'm glad that I. I know more about it now because mm-hmm. I'm less freaked out about it now that I know the history a little bit. Before okay. I was just like, fucking no, I do not <laughs> fuck with dolls. Hard no. Now it's a soft no. Yes. <laughs> okay. Um, Robert Eugene Otto was born in 1900. He went by Gene and by all accounts had a really charmed childhood. His family was well off, a prominent member of the community, and lived in Key West, Florida at 534 Eaton Street. Hmm. When Jean was four years old, he was given a life-size doll. There are conflicting stories about who gave Jean the doll. The more reputable sources say that it came from his grandfather. And there are a lot of sources out there that are going to tell you something else. I will tell you the second story, but I will adamantly say that that's not true. Okay. His grandfather went to Germany and brought the doll home for Jean. The doll's origins have been traced to the Steiff Company, the same toy maker that first manufactured the teddy bear. In honor of Theodore Roosevelt, Robert was most likely never intended to be sold as a toy. Uh, The Steiff historian said that Robert, um, who ends up being the name of the doll, was probably part of a set fabricated for window displays of clowns and jesters, which is why he's so big. Okay. However, a more salacious rumor abounds when it comes to the doll's origins. Some say that he was a gift from a servant in the house. I think this rumor comes from fear and misunderstanding of other cultures and religions, but I would be remiss if I didn't at least address the theory, because I know everybody's going to be like, no, he was voodoo. Um, This servant was a woman from Haiti, and history does not remember her name, which is not uncommon for women during this time, especially a woman of color. Boo. Yeah, so we don't have her name. We hate that. Uh, So unfortunately, if she existed, we don't know anything about her history, but some say that she loved... Um, Jean dearly and gave him the doll as a gift. Other stories say that she was found practicing voodoo and the family threw her out, but before she left, she cursed the doll and placed him in Jean's bedroom. In this story, they say that the doll's hair was made from Jean's human hair. Ew, gross! Right, so I think part of what I really hated about this story before I covered it was the idea that this was like a life-size voodoo doll, that he had like human hair, and all of that's just which poppycock yeah um at any rate gene had a doll that he loved very much uh he named the doll after himself and called him robert robert was 40 inches tall basically life-size to a four-year-old and stuffed with wood wool known as excelsior i don't know excelsior yeah uh he wears a white sailor's outfit his eyes are black beads, and the fabric has been torn and worn in places. And a lot of people say that it looks like he has scars. Ugh! I'm sorry. <laughs> Fucking ew. I know. At first, Jean and Robert were best friends. Jean took Robert everywhere. Robert had a chair in the dining at the dinner table, and Jean would regularly sneak him food. Jean would sleep with Robert at night, and eventually, when Jean started growing out of his clothes, Robert would wear them instead. They believe that the sailor's outfit that he still wears to this day used to be jeans. Okay. Of course. That's one of the very few things that I 
know that he wore a sailor's outfit, mm-hmm. which is, <laughs> yeah, it's weird. Um, of course, things don't stay all calm and sweet and childlike. It's a paranormal episode for crying out loud. So it's got to get gross. <laughs> it's got to get gross somewhere, Tay. Yep. Interviews with those close to the family suggest that a lot of emotional energy went into Robert. Okay. Jean's mother said that in the early years, she would hear Jean playing in his room with Robert, and she could hear Jean's childlike voice and was surprised to hear a deeper, more mature voice coming from the room as well. I'm so grossed out. Once she burst into Jean's room, um, she heard when she heard both voices, and she found Jean cowering in a corner with his knees pulled up to his chest and his arms wrapped around his legs. The boy was shaking, and Robert was perched on a chair, seemingly glaringly at the child. Ew! Wait, that, hold on, they give me the hoobity doobities. <laughs> <laughs> One evening, when the auto parents were sleeping, they were awoken by the sound of furniture being thrown around their son's room, which is right next door. Mm. They rushed in and found the entire room a complete disaster. Clothes torn out of the dresser and the closet, bookshelves turned over, a chair and a desk on the opposite side of the room where they normally are. And the only thing that seemed to me not tossed around was Robert the doll. That is some poltergeist shit if I've ever heard it. Yep. Robert was once again perched at the end of Jean's bed and Jean, like the time before, was cowering in a corner. He raised his finger and said, Robert did it. (gasps) Who did he, or is that like some shitty kid who? Listen, I, I don't know. <laughs> Around this time, Gene started to act out. His family, his family was noticing more and more mischief around the house. Things were out of place or broken, and when his parents would confront him, Gene would just say, "Robert did it," which became the motto of the Otto family. Mm. Eventually, Robert took the blame for all the negative things happening in the Otto household. Ah, uh, so he's becoming a sponge mm-hmm. for negative vibes. Right. Bad vibes. Bad vibes. After these incidents, Gene's obsession with the doll had only grown. He was around eight at the time and would engage in lengthy conversations with Robert as if he were living. Ew, I don't like that. Which, like, for a four-year-old, that, like, your imagination is just so wild when you're so young but when you're eight i don't know theo is almost seven yeah and he listen eight you i'm gonna be honest and like other step parents out there feel me um he will jibber jabber to himself in his room when he's just like playing like if he's coloring or like playing with toys okay he like I know he has, like, a scenario in his head, mm-hmm. and he's only verbalizing, like, 20% of it. Yeah. But he'll just say stuff out loud to nobody, and it is indeed unnerving. Yeah, I think that's different than talking to a doll like it's a human. Like, asking it questions. Yeah. And Theo is still technically six. Like, I know he's going to be seven, but there's still a two-year difference here between that's true. Theo and Jean. That's true. He's still a little boy. Yeah. But it is creepy just to, like, hear a child just, like, nee, 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 nee. Yeah, no. I'm out. <laughs> um, okay. One story says that Jean's aunt had come for a visit, and his parents were telling her all the crazy things that they are witnessing around Robert. Mm. And she suggested that the doll be put away. Mr. and Mrs. Otto listened to the aunt and put him in a box in the attic. The aunt died a week later. <gasps> Oh, the tables turn. Yes. (laughs) Eventually, Gene grew up and left Robert in the box in the attic, and that's where he stayed for many years. Gene went to art school in Chicago and became a prominent artist in the Keys. He traveled a lot and met a woman named Annette Parker in Paris. Ooh. Uh, Annette went by Anne. Anne was a native of Boston, but she was in Paris studying music. She was a concert pianist and jazz pianist. Oh, my God. Yeah. And after she and Jean got married in 1930, they moved back to the Keys. Sadly, Jean's parents passed away, but they had left him the house he grew up in. As they were going through the items in the attic, they came across Robert, still sitting in the box. Ugh. Immediately, Jean pulled him out of the box and, just like old times, carried him around with him, insisted that Robert join during meals, painting, and even when they slept. No. Nene. Yep. This time, he put Robert on a chair by the bed. As he should. Annette was not pleased. Sure. By this. Of course. (laughs) She did not understand the obsession and asked Jean to put him away. 
Reluctantly, he did put him back in the attic, but he made him small furniture and made him like a little living room up there. I'm so sorry. Yeah. This feels like a shrine. Yes. Yeah. Ew. Um, and there hasn't been any like heebity-jeebities at all? For what? Since he like pulled him out and made him a thing? Nope. Okay. Um, I mean, there's more heebity-jeebities that are coming. Okay. But like during the time that uh, Robert, or Gene had Robert out. I think he was giving him so much energy and so much attention. Oh, that he there loved wasn't, it. Yeah, there wasn't anything for a Robert to be upset about. Aha. Uh-huh. So we're appeasing it. Yes. Got it. Okay. Gross. Um, he put him in the attic, but with the small furniture so he could feel at home. And he put him by the window so he could look out into the street. But people who were, like, on the street couldn't see Robert from the street. Okay. Um, however... Neighborhood children reported seeing Robert watching them from the window in the upstairs bedroom, not the attic, bedroom, and told accounts of the doll actually mocking them as they walked to school. When Gene heard this, he immediately went to investigate, knowing that he had locked Robert in the attic and there was no way he could be sitting by the window of the upstairs bedroom. To his complete shock, when he opened the door to the bedroom, there was Robert sitting in a rocking chair by the window. Gene took Robert back up to the attic several times, each time discovering him again sitting by the window in the same upstairs bedroom. Listen, just let him sit by the fucking window. Yeah, stop moving him. Stop moving him. And he won't move. Listen, when somebody tells you what they want, listen to that. Yes. (laughs) Some stories say that Annette died two years after they brought Robert out of the attic. They say she went insane because of Gene's obsession with the doll. However, I sleuthed. (laughs) And that's fake. That's not true. (laughs) Don't believe the bullshit. That is not the case. <sighs> she did not die until 1979 when she was 77 years old. She did not die of insanity in the house. Okay. Okay, everybody. Um, nevertheless, she had to endure the obsession uh, until Gene died in 1974. Oh. This went on for his entire adult life. Yeah. Fuck. So it's like a hard use of the f bomb, but like, yeah. my God, um, why? He would not get rid of it. He was so attached. Was he like trauma bonded to it? Was it like preying on him? Maybe. Okay. I don't. I don't know. Okay. Um, it gives me the heebs, so I'm gonna stop asking questions. It's okay. After he died, she put uh, Robert in a trunk and left him with the house when she sold it. <laughs> She was like, bye. Bye. You stay here. This is what closure looks like. Yep. Uh, Myrtle Reuter purchased the auto home from Anne. Myrtle discovered Robert in the trunk, and she became Robert's new caretaker. No. She kept him when she moved uh, to Von Feister Street six years later. Myrtle. Myrtle and her husband also had a daughter who is adamant that Robert tried to kill her. Yeah. She is reluctant, reluctant to speak about it even to this day. She was about 10 when she and her family moved into the house, and she said that she would wake up in the middle of the night, and she would see Robert walking around her bedroom. Oh, I hate it. Oh, I have so many hoobity boobities. I found one story that says her parents didn't really believe her until one night they woke up out of a dead sleep to see Robert sitting on the edge of their bed with a knife in his stand. So sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> like, <laughs> if a doll stood at the foot of my bed, I'm like, out. I'm listen. I'm we're out. all toast. I'm burning the house to the ground. Get out while you can. Yes. Is this what Chucky is based off of? Yes. Aha. Uh-huh. Yep. Okay. Um. <clears throat> if this story is to be believed, she definitely would have gotten it a lot sooner than she did, but she kept it until 1994. Yikes. In 1994, Myrtle donated Robert to the Fort East Martello Museum, claiming he moved around her house on his own and was haunted. Myrtle died a few months later, but Robert remained active. Robert can still be found at the Fort East Martello Museum. He sits on a wooden chair with a stuffed animal on his lap and a plexiglass case. What? People who visit him claim that they look at Robert, look away, and when they look again, he has changed positions in the case. No, Taylor. People also say that they see him change his facial expressions, especially if someone mentions 
Gene. Uh, like if you badmouth Gene in front of Robert, his expression becomes very angry. Well, at least we love a loyal doll. He is loyal. <laughs> for sure. All right. Um, <laughs> a museum employee uh, tells the story of a volunteer cleaning windows on the cases on the dollhouse, noticing something missing, a pronounced space between two of the stuffed animals. She checks to see if the case had been left unlocked or possibly pried open, but found no signs of either. Making a mental note to report the missing item to the curator, she continued cleaning the museum. As she began wiping the glass on Robert's case, she suddenly noticed the missing toy, a small stuffed lion nicknamed Leo, sitting on Robert's lap. Am I saying that Robert comes out at night looking for things to or people to play with? No. But I'm not saying he doesn't either. Ugh, gross! Delete that. <laughs> Delete that. <laughs> Delete that. <laughs> Uh, Robert's most common trick is messing with electronics. Devices fail all the time around him, and people taking pictures without first asking Robert's permission find themselves with corrupted, blank, and unrecognizable images. Uh. Worse yet, people who fail to ask the doll's permission experience bad fortune. Ooh. Every day, the museum receives between one and three letters from people asking Robert's forgiveness for their rude behavior when they visited him. People have reported car crashes, job loss, divorce, or worse after visiting Robert. What's worse? Death. Ooh. <laughs> Why are you so ominous? Death. Death. <laughs> um, when asked about his experience with what is arguably the most haunted artifact in the Florida Keys, Thomas Locklear says, all of us who work with him have, at the very least, seen his facial expressions change. Most of us have seen him move. I took photos of a new ghost host in Robert's room without asking permission. I figured I wasn't taking pictures of Robert, just the room, but it doesn't, it didn't matter. The phone I used got very hot and stopped working before I left East Martello. When I took it to Verizon the next day, they said the entire inside of the phone had burned up. And what? they'd never seen anything like Was it. Was it a Samsung? Probably. <laughs> <laughs> I say as I use a Samsung. So I have three handwritten letters to read to you no that we will post on the instagram oh my god of people writing to robert <laughs> all right so this one is dated october 3rd 2010 dear robert i visited you a little over a month ago and i never asked you if i could take your picture and let me tell you i definitely you've definitely made me regret that the day after i returned home from florida a little less than a week after i visited you i got my first speeding ticket which ended up taking a month to get paid because they supposedly lost the ticket. Ooh. And then I've been having uh, problem after problem with my car. It's gotten to the point where it's basically not even logical to keep fixing it. So basically what I'm trying to say is that I am sincerely sorry for not asking before I took your picture. That was very rude of me, and you definitely have made me learn my lesson. I hope to visit you again soon, and trust me, I will for sure ask before taking your picture. Sincerely, and then the name is blocked out, and then it says, P.S. I'm so sorry with three exclamation points. Can you imagine, like, even being a skeptic, and you take a picture of him, and- And then your life goes to shit? Your shit goes so awry that you're like, I have to write this doll letter. Yes. <gasps> right? Yikes. Okay. This one is, I, it's really cute. It's got to be from a kid. She has drawn him. I wouldn't do that. <laughs> no. He, he would like this letter, okay? Okay. Dear Robert, I wanted to ask you a few questions. Do you have a girlfriend? Do you give people bad luck or good luck? Or do you give them both? Uh, what year were you made? What's your dog's name? Robert, do you think we can be pen pals? My address is, and then it's blanked out. Uh. Please write me back. I would love to learn a lot more about you. Have a great day. Love, Gracie W. P.S. Uh. Why do they call you the Enchanted Doll? And then she's got a little picture of him. And then she said, this is the best I could draw you with arrows. <laughs> okay, so he would love that. Yes. I feel like he is a little slooty for the attention. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. He loves the attention. All right, my final letter. Oh, God. Dear Robert, I loved visiting you. There were so many cool and interesting things at your museum, mm -hmm. but you were the best exhibit out of everything. You are so cool. I've always wanted to see you in real life, and I'm such a big fan. I have Robert everything. I have a t-shirt, a postcard, a bunch of pictures, and a Robert doll <gasps> that you can buy on the website. Wh who? Do not buy us that. 
If any of you in your soul are like, I'm going to send them a gift, do not buy us a Robert the Doll. You, I will return to sender. We don't have a P.O. box and That's our true. addresses are not listed. For a so, reason. For, a, for this one reason. <laughs> Singular reason. <laughs> no Robert the Doll remakes. By the way, thank you so much for letting me take your picture. I have a lot of respect for you, but some people don't, and they deserve the bad things that happen to them. <gasps> Fuck! <laughs> your biggest fan. <gasps> and then another picture of him, and it says, it's you, Robert. Every day we stray further and further from God's light. <laughs> and that is the story of Robert. I hate it so much. <laughs> Sorry. Ew. For what it's worth, I have a haunted doll. Oh, God. Is it the clown? Yeah. Oh, it's... I didn't know it was haunted. You just told me your mom gave it to you. Mom told me it was haunted. Okay. I don't think I haven't had, but like, here's the thing. My house is so Palo Santoed and saged out and mm-hmm. whatever that I don't, it would have like a hard time surviving in my environment. But the fun story about that doll, we got it at a traveling doll show. Oh, no. Back in, like, 2009, 2010. Okay. Mom loved dolls, collected dolls. Like, me and other members of my family are, like, still going through her doll collection. Oh, god. And they're like, Jenny, do you want this one? Do you want this one? I'm like, I don't. I don't. I want, don't. I don't want any of them. Um, But that doll show that we went to was... One of Ian and I's like first dates. Oh, cute! I know he came. He came with mom and I. I texted him. I was like, "Do you want to go to a traveling doll show?" And he was like, "Yeah, sure, sure." That so sounds we, like Ian. Yeah, right. <laughs> so we came, and um, mom bought the doll and then gave it to me, and she was like, "It's haunted." Oh my gosh! My grandmother that just passed away loved to build doll houses. Ooh! I'll get you a picture. I'll try. I'll put one on the Instagram. Okay. When I am telling you that they are literally gigantic, like ah. Uh, I'm talking the size of the love sack beanbag. <gasps> like, it mansion-sized dollhouses. I love that. <laughs> and we were picking out flowers for her funeral, and the, the florist was trying to get an idea for, like, what grandma liked and, mm-hmm. you know, colors and stuff like that. And she was asking us, like, what her hobbies were and what she was interested in. And my stepmom says... Um, well, she built dollhouses and really liked dolls. And the florist, I shit you not, tried to put a doll in the floral arrangement. No! And I was like, tr- uh, no. I'm going to bar- put a no. hard stop on that. Uh-uh. And I was like, Laura, please no. That sounds like some Warren shit. Please, we're not going to do that, right? And she was like, no, no, no. And I was like, okay. Okay. <sighs> I got scared for a minute that there was going to be like a... <laughs> Just a creepy-ass doll on top of a casket? <laughs> it was like going to be in a wreath or something. And I was no! like, no, no. Well, just like a, okay, picture this. If somebody's crafty out there, I would like to commission an art piece, a wreath made out of nothing but disassembled doll parts. No. Okay. I would like it for Halloween. All right. Preferably Cabbage Patch Kids, because I find them the most unnerving. I had a Cabbage Patch Kid when I was little. Did you? Yep. I named her Sissy Doll. Okay. And I carried her everywhere. I was very attached to this doll. Really? Mm -hmm. Do you still have her? Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's in an attic. Yeah, I, in attic? In Just an a attic. random an in attic. attic somewhere. My house or my stepdad's house, I'm not sure where she's at. Somebody's attic. But I have seen her as an adult, so. <laughs> Sissy doll still lives yes. to tell the tale. Yeah. Oh my gosh, we should write a letter to Robert from Sissy. Oh, cute. I'll send her, a, send him a picture of her. <gasps> yes. Be like, do you need a girlfriend? Do you? <laughs> Sissy would like to ask for your hand in Mirage. <laughs> No, I don't need a, a haunted doll as a son-in-law. Listen, it's it's like the way that people collect, like, doctors and lawyers mm-hmm. as, like, family members. Oh, yeah. You need to have a haunted doll so you have, like, the spirits on your side. Yeah. Have yeah. one indebted to you. I don't think that that's how Robert works. I don't think it is either. <laughs> and I'm just joking about all of that, Robert. Hi. Robert, you're very handsome. And the best doll, and I will never take your photo. We appreciate you so much. Thank you for all that you do. Yeah. And thank you for listening. Uh, yeah, thank you for listening. Do you have a um, bright and shiny for today? I got to tell you, my bright and shiny is my fiance. Aw. He has been, um, he's just, he's the best. And I'm so thankful Good. for him every day that there is a man who is willing to put up with my nonsense. <laughs> Your nonsense is very put up, put up with a bull. <laughs> 
it made more sense in my head. Um, I'm I'm grateful that you're happy for Ian, and I love that. But you are worth a lot, and having somebody put up with you is the bare minimum. I well, I don't know. Sometimes it gets a little. It's a big ask. Sometimes, sometimes, sometimes. Off the Taylor, insert a a bleep here. Okay. Thank you for inserting that bleep. You're welcome. That is why he is my bright and shiny. I love that for you. Thank you. Great. Your face is pink. Is it? <laughs> I'm nervous for you. What's your bright and shiny? Um, oh gosh. Oh, okay. So I think I I don't know if I talked about it on the podcast or if I just talked to you about it, but my bright and shiny is another podcast. Okay. And it's called Drama Queens. And it is the uh, three female main characters from the show One Tree Hill. Okay. And they are going back and re-watching the show from the beginning. <laughs> and none of them have watched it since they were on it. Oh. So, um, but it came out last year that the, like, creator and writer um, was a total dick to everybody on set and was very sexually inappropriate Ew. with the girls. And I was just really sad because I... That was nine years of their lives as young women. And if that is the thing that they took from their experience, that's just heartbreaking. Yeah. Especially, Especially when so many people. A show that, like, so many people loved. Like, right. I loved that show. Um, so they're, like, reclaiming it and going back and uh, rekindling their friendships, like, the three of them. Oh. And they're going to have, like, guest stars on the show and talk about just, like, behind-the-scenes stuff, which I love anyway. <laughs> um, but it's just really, really good, and it makes me smile. It makes me laugh. And it's I'm very sad that it's a weekly show, and I can't just binge, ev- like, all of them right now. Self-discipline is hard. Uh, so, um, but that's my brain shiny. It was just nice to drive home today and listen to something that was, like, really lighthearted and fun. I love that. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. Well, thanks for listening. Send us your bright and shiny. Yeah. Or if instead you have a ghost story, send us that too. Yeah. To a little bit grim at gmail.com. Yeah. You can go to the website, a little bit grim.com and um, check us out there. You can check us out on the social medias, which are Twitter, a little bit grim two. Not one. Not one. Two. Two. And uh, on Instagram, a little bit grim pod. And you can rate us on Apple Podcasts or Podchaser if you are feeling kind in your heart and soul. Join the Facebook group. Hang out with us. It's fun. We love nothing more than, like, getting messages and posts from you guys. So, yeah. Love you so much. And be kind to yourself. And to others. Goodbye. Goodbye.